2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, the Democrats are having a rough time uh, dealing with the hypocrisy that they themselves are guilty of. Um, And they're just <laughs> it's almost as if they don't have. Uh, our volume is a little bit off that's why I was uh, I'm troubleshooting as I'm speaking um, but uh, it's almost as if they don't have uh, any video or they think they have no video of these types of things but they do there's a lot of video the Democrat hypocrisy on violence the Democrat hypocrisy about the open or closed border I mean Ted Cruz has gotten involved with it now inviting uh, the The White House to the southern border and made a deal with them and said, hey, if you don't see hundreds of people coming through during your one hour stay here, I'll admit that I was wrong. But if you if you see that, uh, then you have to admit that you lied to the American people. Of course, they lie to the American people all the time when, you know, even if it's a slip of the tongue, but she doesn't correct it. A hundred or ten thousand million new jobs. Come on, give me a break. So, it's absolutely absurd, but Ducey's been having a really interesting week. And, um, you know, uh, Peter Ducey. Uh, so, Peter Ducey is talking to J- Jean-Pierre, and she said, he said, election deniers are a threat to democracy. Uh, well, Jean-Pierre said this in 2016. Um, you tweeted in 2016 that Trump stole the election. And... Of course, uh, that was then. This is now. Let's move on. And that's exactly what they're doing with the FBI Russian hoax. That's what the media does for them. The FBI does for them. The DOJ does for them. Meanwhile, we have this globalist siege and this plague surrounding us. Um, We've all discovered that the vaccines don't work, that the masks didn't work. And that the lockdowns hurt children's education. Yet we're not—we don't seem to be learning from these mistakes. Uh, the Democrats seem to be doubling down on stupid, and that seems to be the biggest problem of all. But they have a Mockingbird press that basically censors and creates an unlevel playing field for narration. Uh, and when there's any chance of a debate, whether it's the Debate in Pennsylvania for the Senate race with Doctor Oz versus Featherman, Featherman because he finds himself maybe in the lead, which is ridiculous for Pennsylvanians. Well, and Oz is closing in, but still, you wonder what's going on there. And I did get texts uh, from a guy named Gary uh, about the uh, poll- fake polls and you know all these different things, and uh, it's kind of interesting you know, what, what he sent me. Um, but they don't want to debate. They don't want to discuss because the guy can't speak in complete sentences. This Featherman guy who had a stroke and he's a radical socialist out of touch with Pennsylvania, but somehow people like Joe Biden and, and, uh, Featherman can get away with skirting the press being covered by the press And then protected by the FBI. You know, there was uh, not too long ago a a state legislature um, in Pennsylvania, a state legislator, that got his phone confiscated by the FBI. Maybe that involved strategic planning of an election. If anything, the FBI's meddling into these candidates has a lot to do with federal election fraud. I don't even know why people don't get involved with that particular angle. You know, it was the IRS tax evasion through the U.S. Post Office that got Capone, not all the murders he committed. We know that there's arc inside. We know that the Clintons have murdered people. Just look at the statistics. We know that Joe Biden didn't win the 2020 election. Look at the statistics. Look at the crowds. Look at your own two eyes. Don't look at the smoke and mirror, razzle-dazzle, number crunching that goes on behind the scenes where there's no vetting process. And what we have found hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, is that the process behind which becomes gospel is slanted, bias, and uh, has a conflict of interest and always lacks transparency. Whether it's the 97% of climate uh, change um, researchers and so-called scientists, whether it's the COVID numbers uh, and all of these other things, you know, I, I the COVID deaths. You know, people were supposedly dying of COVID and I... Agree, people did die of COVID. But when you looked at the morgues in uh, New York City, these um, YouTube reporters who are now shut down uh, were biking through New York City and saying, all I'm reporting is what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing empty hospitals. And people were denied treatment because of the COVID lockdowns, the medical professionals, the so-called academia clan, and world was in on it. And now they're trying to indoctrinate doctors and coerce doctors into pushing certain pharmaceutical companies that are woke. Pfizer comes to mind. And Gilead comes to mind. And Moderna comes to mind. And AstraZeneca comes to mind. You know, there's a lot of different companies that have been bought and sold by major league money that's coming out of your pocket and funding globalist agendas, whether it's a vaccine passport disguised as a social credit score or reverse that, a social credit score system disguised as a vaccine passport, whether it's that or whether it's this fake climate initiative based on fake Data. And every time you press these people, all they say is statistics. 97% of the doctors couldn't possibly be wrong. 17 intelligence agencies couldn't possibly be wrong. Turns out that the 17 intelligence agencies were wrong when it came to the Russian hoax. And it turns out that the call with Ukraine was recorded and perfectly fine. And that they made it up. They got their hands caught in the cookie jar. And it turns out that real scientists with no agenda that are retired are coming out of the woodwork saying this climate stuff is bat crap crazy. It's just nuts. It's nuts. It's false on its face. This stuff is cyclical. There are people that have lived their whole lives. Big Joe Biscardi, I remember him. He's been sort of out of the limelight. But this is a guy that's researched cyclical patterns for his climate for his whole life, his whole career. And I sort of know of the guy when he was at State College. Bodybuilder, um, works, cl- worked closely with the uh, Penn State wrestling team. And this guy has no agenda. This guy just truly knows that there was a lie being perpetrated. On American people, whether he tied the two together that this has a a globalist component to it, I don't know. I don't think he thought that way. I think he was just a pure scientist. But we had several different uh, uh, weather experts come on and say that uh, that the climate was cyclical, cyclical, not caused by man. Yet we're ceding power to China. We're pushing these electric vehicles. California is like the stupidest. But they're pushing these electric vehicles that aren't going to work. All to make certain people rich. Just like Solyndra, it went under. And just like Solyndra, a lot of people got rich. It was basically theft, redistribution of wealth. Thomas Sowell said... The biggest redistribution of wealth in government is inflation. It's always caused by, and Milton, uh, Milton Freeman said, inflation is 100% always caused by government. So Milton Freeman and Thomas Sowell know what the heck is going on. Don't take Scott Adams' word for it. But I read a lot of these people who I respect, whether it's, um, Victor uh, Davis Hanson or Thomas Sowell or uh, Milton Friedman. I get a lot of information from a lot of places. And there's a lot of young people, too, uh, that we share with you on a continuous basis. Eva Vlardinger book, a young girl, super smart. And she's a rising star in a global conservative agenda, you know, pushing the global conservative agenda. Anti-globalist. If you go to the top of my Twitter page, it says, Scott Adams Show, anti-globalist. Scott Adams is an anti-globalist. I'll give you that. Maybe that's my agenda. But I'm backing up my agenda with facts. My agenda doesn't involve me controlling you. My agenda says, keep your hands off me. That's all my agenda says, is get out of my life and keep your hands off off of me and my children and keep your hands off of my children and let's try to stay safe out there you know the memphis murder uh with uh, uh eliza fletcher is just heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking and you know so there is some there was a lot of discussion about that about eliza fletcher and uh She's a billionaire she chose to live in a uh, a deteriorated city uh like Memphis who according to Tucker I didn't know this but I saw this on Tucker was one of the richest cities I made me think of Detroit Detroit was one of the was the richest city in the world in 1960 and then the democrat unions and the democrat mayor And then the state became sort of Democrat with the governors, but it became corrupt and it went bankrupt, Detroit. Detroit went bankrupt. It was the richest city in the world while it was led led by conservatives who were allowing the automobile industry to flourish. But then the union said, you know, we want some of that action. We want some of that money. And we want to control it. We want to tax it. We want to abuse it. We want to uh, get what what we think is ours. The rich are getting too rich. And then they wanted to redistribute the wealth. And guess what? Everybody pocketed a bunch of cash, spent it on jewelry, and the whole city went to hell in a handbasket. It just went under. You know Why? there is no leadership that's exactly what's happened to the black community today where is the leadership where is your martin luther king where is he where is the person that that's leading the black movement where is the person that's not a marxist forget about you know a democrat i'm talking about flat out socialism marxism Reparations, segregation, divisiveness, lack of unity. That is their message. Hate, violence, allowing criminals to go off on the street while prosecuting victims, prosecuting cops. It's absolutely absurd. It's absolutely absurd. It's flipped upside down, it's backwards. The same thing is happening with our schools. And you say, well, that seems like it's from the same playbook. And it is. What the Democrats have done with the black community back in the 60s is they hijacked every all the greatness that the Republicans did because it was the Democrats that fought tooth and nail for slavery back against when Jefferson Davis was in power fighting Abraham Lincoln. It was the Republicans that actually passed. All the humanitarian amendments to the Constitution, the 13th, 14th and 15th, that gave black people the right to vote. Black people uh, a whole person status instead of three-fifths of a man. And and they did all that. And they were passing civil rights legislation that was being rejected by the Democrats. The Democrats didn't want the Republicans to get the credit for it. So when the Democrats came in power under Johnson, they hijacked that movement because they knew that they were wrong. They couldn't argue it anymore. Finally, it just looks stupid. And they said, "Okay, we can't sell this stupid idea that we were all in. Just like the masks, just like the vaccines, just like the climate. After a while, the facts come out and then they just look pure stupid. But they got this mocking per, per, per press, and this social social um, agenda. They have the uh, social media that's basically working lockst- in lockstep with the FBI and the CIA against conservatives. And maybe it's a you know whose fault is it? I don't know. It could be that the only way that the FBI actually gets control of Facebook or CIA gets control of Facebook is if they agree that Facebook will will help them get collect data and if they agree to slant left because the Facebook uh, the people in Silicon Valley are, are as marxist and as socialist as you can possibly get i mean they're the people with their nose rings and and colored hair, and cisgender this, and, you know, confusion. And whatever it is, I don't know why they're this way, but it seems like, you know, Silicon Valley, the universities, uh, the academic world, um, the doctors are all woke. It's almost like they're being programmed to think a certain way when they get into college and by the time they get out of college, even if they were conservative, they become liberal through the peer pressure, the pressure of their peers. I remember in, um, my roommate in college kept on pushing down my throat why I should be a Democrat. And I was a Republican. I was a conservative. I was a big Reagan guy. And, uh, And I told him it was about leadership. Leadership counts for something. I said it then, I say it today. But it's that kind of pressure, a weaker person, a person without, you know, and I was sort of into the punk rock thing, and I was sort of into the kicking the system a little bit. You know, I liked my independent thinking. I liked thinking outside of the box my entire life. I was always, you know, trying to be a little different but um but the point is 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 that there are a lot of people that like to go with the flow that don't like the resistance that don't like rough waters or ripple the ripple effect they don't like this stuff they want to be comfortable they want to get along you'll find most of those people though you know in the masons uh in the secret societies in the in the skull and bones clubs you know where they sort of want that unfair advantage, that that special handshake t- to get that special job, to get that special perk, to get that special discount, to get that special lease in life. Because money to them is perhaps more important than their souls, the fiber of their being. I don't know. Getting kind of philosophical here, but... It is related, trust me. To what extent and how it plays out, you know, it's hard to say. But we have a lot going on here. This hypocrisy on the left and the cover-up from the media is part of the process of getting us to communism, to get us getting us to socialism, to getting us to tyranny. You know, I look at Zelensky, I see pure evil. I look at Zelensky, I see a dictator. And I see somebody who is locked up and shut down and censored his political opponents. Nobody can disagree with him, Zelensky. Just yesterday, through video conference, he rings in the bell in our stock exchange. Zelensky, the guy that has $600 million and... Properties in Tuscany and Miami, fancy cars, unbelievable wealth. And he doesn't want to take one risk. And I knew for a fact that this tough guy, this so-called tough guy, this comedian, was playing all of us. Did he ever get shot at? No, he was never in jeopardy. This is all a game. This is a game to hit the reset button for the New World Order, which doesn't bode well for you. Trust me, it doesn't. This New World Order, no matter how you slice it, this New World Order, no matter how you slice it, and it could be sliced a whole bunch of different ways, trust me. I mean, Russia has their agenda. China has theirs. NATO, Alliance, and the West have theirs. And Klaus Schwab is playing the side of the, uh, for the globalists. He's setting up agenda. Just like the Brookings Institution in Washington, D.C. is a private organization that gets tons of donations from radical lefties. And was involved in the coup to overthrow the President of the United States with, with the Ukraine call? Just ask Fiona Hill. Was involved in the State Department and all their corruption and stupidity? And was it directly involved in the Russian hoax? Working with Parkins Cully and Mark Elias, CrowdStrike, Sean Hayes, I think his name is Sean. Steve Hayes, Sean Hayes. I think it's Sean Hayes. Part of the FBI that was the president of CrowdStrike confiscating the Democrat DNC server because it was plagued and riddled with corruption, as we know from the WikiLeaks. And where is WikiLeaks? Gone. The truth-tellers are gone. No room for truth-telling. The people that were actually getting the documents and releasing them to the public hey where are where is the list of pedophiles on Je- jeffrey epstein's island where is it you got someone rotten in jail right now that was recruiting okay let's applaud for that but guess what nobody is being held accountable for anything hillary clinton is the most corrupt dirtiest person I can think of Biden too. How is it that we have these these unlikable characters, these corrupt people like Hunter Biden, smoking crack on video, sleeping with hookers naked, and somehow we just, ah, it's okay. The hypocrisy is just unbelievable. If that happened to Eric Trump, Or any one of the Trumps. It would just be absolute carnage. And perhaps rightfully so. But we got to do better. We got to fight back better. We got to fight back harder. Well, let's take a listen to Eric Trump. He's talking about the double standards. He's talking about Mar-a-Lago. And they're still talking quite a bit about, you know, the red speech in Philly that Joe Biden put out. Joe Biden's getting such small crowds. He's trying to rally for his people. He has no political muscle whatsoever. If anything, you know, and the, I, I do believe that the polls are, are suppression polls. I think the pollsters are in on it. I can't imagine. Everybody I meet, like I said, I was in California last week. And everybody I met liked, hated, Biden. That's a very liberal place in Hollywood. Trust me, it's, it, there's something that's just, the life I'm living and the media seem to be two different things. One is sort of like La La Land, and to quote L.A., right? Um, and the other is reality. And by the way, there's something big coming out today. It's My Son Hunter, that vi- that video, that movie, is coming out today. And we're going to play a clip from the, the guy Davies who directed it. But uh, let's take a listen first to Eric Hunter.
0: Uh, as we play this double standard out here... You know, and you look at Biden's speech about MAGA Republicans, and you look at Democratic Party election denial, the very thing that they say is a threat to democracy. uh, It's it's kind of funny when you go back and say, wow, they're guilty of the very thing they feign outrage over, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was
3: shocked by that speech. I mean, I used to think that Biden was, you know, senile and incompetent. Now I think he's angry, senile, and incompetent, Sean. I mean, it's. The whole thing's really amazing. What I can tell you that I'm proud of is I saw that crowd in northeast Pennsylvania this weekend, and it was unbelievable. The love there, the chanting, the patriotism, the American flags, uh, the love for this country, the love for America. It was incredible. Then you see Biden, who was there a day earlier. I mean, Hillary had 30 people in the crowd. My father had 25,000. I mean, you, you literally filled up a massive arena, and then there were overflow crowds outside. Sean, there's so much love in this country. There's so much patriotism in this country. You know, you see the administration right now and they're, you know, well, Trump is a fascist. It's kind of funny that Trump's a fascist, considering you're literally having your FBI and your DOJ raid his home while at the same time suppressing stories about his own crooked son. I mean, America understands exactly what's happening. America understands that this country under this leadership is going down the track, you know, going down the drain. It really, really is, Sean. And um, people understand all of this for what it is.
0: And you saw that in Pennsylvania. All right, we'll we'll get into this with uh, our legal panel in the next segment. What was your reaction to the court decision as it relates to a special master? Well, I think the judge was 100% right. I mean, you literally have
3: the FBI who's spending more time leaking stuff to the, the press. I mean, these pictures, you think my father happened to just leave documents all over his office floor? I can tell you, my father's a very, very neat guy. He doesn't leave documents staged all over an office floor, and it's crazy. You look at all the, you know, you get the accounting of all the records that are out there, his medical records, his passports. Where, where in the world does it say that the FBI can take attorney-client, you know, confidential information, right, that's protected by the U.S. Constitution out of somebody's home? And it's really interesting. I was on your show that very night. You remember when they raided Mar-a-Lago? I was on your show that night. I said they would not allow our lawyers anywhere near. Our lawyers would have said, listen, that's attorney-client. You can't take it. Now all of a sudden, it took you know a month and a half, and it took a special master to come in and a judge to appoint a special master. You know, obviously what she's doing right now, to tell them the exact same thing as our attorney would have told them at the very time had they not kicked her out of the room and not let her be present. I mean, Sean, this whole thing is corrupt as hell. Everybody knows this thing is is corrupt. It's it's sad. We shouldn't be here. The FBI knows that they cannot take attorney-client information. They also know that they can't take medical records. But the whole thing was a fishing expedition. That's all they wanted. They wanted to try and find anything they could on Donald Trump because we're 60 days away from midterm elections and they wanted to embarrass him. It's another hoax. We've lived with them as a family literally every single year for the last five or six years. This is just another ploy of the Democrats. And it all started with Joe Biden.
0: Uh, You know what, Eric? The one thing America can see is life under Donald Trump and 19 months of Joe Biden and New Green Deal Socialism. Yeah. I think as long as the race in the midterms is based on that, it doesn't matter what he says, it doesn't matter how loud he gets, how angry he is, or how mean his speech may be, or demonizing half the country, the results speak for themselves. Yeah.
2: Well, and also the polls, uh, whether you believe them or not, and I don't really, um, but the polls are, uh, the Pew, there was a Pew study, That indicated that what's important to people is still the economy. But unsurprisingly, second most important were uh, guns. Guns. So that was kind of interesting, too. Um, It's getting so bad. And it's it's interesting to see uh, CNN's reporters talking about uh, Hunter Biden now. And we'll see where this leads. So the Hunter Biden story has been suppressed. But, you know, I've always looked at it like this, like Fox News against the world, right? Um, Fox News and then they're trumped by MSNBC and CNN. But if you get Fox News and CNN, then MSNBC becomes the minority again. it's, it's, It's all of that, you know, peer pressure like 17 intelligence agencies or 97% of the scientists, it seems like the Democrats are wooed by, you know, statistical data. Not statistical data in terms of data like numbers, but statistical data in terms of pressure in the media. What percentage of the media is saying a certain thing? Because they don't think for themselves they're that stupid. Uh, otherwise they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden in the first place they certainly wouldn't have cheered with the fbi raiding uh donald trump's house and, and the two standards of justice and any anyone with half a spine uh, would change you know would change their party if their party advocated that type of thing and the the the, the parallels to History, with regard to Hitler, Uh, I am seeing this play out. Hitler in the 30s. How did Hitler—he didn't get the power overnight. He got the power through the same exact way that the Democrats are selling out America. And by the way, one question you might want to ask yourself. why Why do the Democrats hate America so much, but then cheer democracy? You ever wonder that? I believe it's because of that globalist agenda. They look at globalism as world democracy where democracy wins because it overwhelms communist states that are nationalist and populist, maybe like Russia or some other country. But um but I think that they they look at it as and and they sell it with humanitarian. So you know they they sell the open borders from a humanitarian lens, and uh you know I just think it's criminal and you know, I think it's sad for the people that tried to do it the right way to come and be a citizen in the United States and have a career here um, Certainly, we do need workers to support you know our our uh our retirement programs. Um, which, which are entitled. I mean, they are people who are receiving retirement paid into that. They, it's contractual. They uh, should get what they paid into it. Um, but now we've spent all that money and we don't have enough workers to support that growing population of boomers that are retiring. So that's a problem. So I get it. I get all the economics there, but I think that the reason why they're trashing America and they hate on America so much and that how that's getting traction. Because I, for the life of me, I would think about it and I couldn't understand it. But I, I believe it's because if you take, if you diminish, like, say, say let's just dumb it down. Let's just say soccer team or, or Olympic track meet, whatever. And you take the names off of, uh, or let's even talk about wrestling, where people dress up, uh, the singlets are red and blue, right? Or the track, track, everybody has a uniform. And you take USA off the front of that, and you just have a runner running down. Now it's an individual game. It's not about one country over another. It's not about country pride. It's about individuals competing. That's the globalist agenda. The globalist says democracy for all people, not just the privilege that live in the United States. Forget about the people in Nigeria. So what they're saying is integrate all people. But that's not the way the world works because there's always going to be factions pressing and testing the power. There's always going to be conflict. And why do such few people then have the right to, to dictate and set the terms and commit tyranny and pick winners and losers and rig the system and collect their money, take money out of their pocket and put it into theirs. None of that is fair. All of it re- leads to conflict. And there will always be conflict because every, every warlord, every tribal member, every uh, zealot is going to want to get a piece of that muscle, that pie. And there's always going to be conflict. But if you have a democratic blueprint, a constitu- constitution that we can all agree to, then we have rules and regulations. We have all law enforcement. We have borders. We have security. We have a system that works for large populations. But the reason why the Democrats poo-poo America and promote world order is because— they want to diminish they want to erase our history okay they want to erase the history that's where critical race theory comes in that's where they want to erase the history they want to take they want to take a knee for the flag they want to disrespect the flag and all it stands for and they want to erase the USA off of the jersey off the singlet and they just want to make it an individual type of experience. And the, to get there, you have to erase the history. You have to open the borders and flood in populations to where you don't even know who's who. Are you a citizen? I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen. Are you? No, I'm not a citizen. Who cares? We're all living here. Oh, but for the last 80 years, 100 years, we've been paying taxes, building an infrastructure. Basically, making sacrifices for our future for our children, and now all of a sudden you come in waltzing in with your crack habit from El Salvador, and next thing you know, my kids getting beat up by your kid, getting stabbed in the in the chest. My kids getting my my home's getting robbed right now, and I don't even know it. My flat screen TV is going to your house. Uh, at some point, it's just pure chaos. But guess what? It's never going to happen to the people with the guns and the fences. The same things that the Democrats deny you are the same things that they have themselves. So, you know, it's just pure hypocrisy. And this Hunter Biden thing, this two standards of justice, you know, it's interesting to see what's happening at CNN. If they join the ranks of the middle, And leave MSNBC out to dry and MSNBC starts to crumble. You'll see a sea change of information because it's all about how the information is presented to the American people. Not not so much for you and me because we seek the truth every day and we've been doing it since our whole lives. It's for the liptards out there that basically drink the Kool-Aid and are too dumb to do their own research and believe whatever Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow or Chris Como told them or Brian Stelter. They're just so dumb that that's where they consume their news. They're just absolutely stupid. If you get your news from those people, those disingenuous people that lie to you constantly about COVID numbers, about 17, um, intelligence agencies, about, uh, uh, the Ukraine call being worse than Watergate, about all these things, these numb nuts that we used to uh, hold as heroes in the journalistic world, whether it's Woodward or Bernstein and Watergate and all the president's men, we used to think they were heroes. Now we know what that they're just pot-smoking fruitcakes. In any case, let's take a listen to this Hunter Biden uh uh, ex- ex- uh, segment.
1: Well, we said the the saying before from Die Hard, we'll say it again, welcome to the party, pal. Right. We, we've been talking about this for many, many months as far as Hunter Biden and that laptop and the contents on it that have been verified by every media organization now. It should have been verified well before the 2020 election when the New York Post broke that story, uh, that this is a very legitimate concern because, remember, the three countries that Hunter Biden did business in Russia, Ukraine, China. Uh, Those are very big in the news right now, right? Particularly China, particularly Ukraine. And and we need to know exactly if, not so much about Hunter Biden, but if his father and the current sitting president of the United States uh, profited from those shady business dealings. So it's, it's good that the CNN reporter is tweeting that. Let's hear more about it on their air, which we don't hear much about because they're concentrating on a guy who hasn't been in power for, what, 21 months now, and Donald Trump, Todd, Yeah, well,
3: you just raise a a great point there. So do you think that this is a shift in the network, or is this just one reporter's tweet?
1: It's one reporter's tweet. When, when I see it more on the air, when I see it more on what CNN presents on a daily basis throughout their news shows, then then I'll believe that they're making the shift. Uh, but until then, now, look, they have fired uh, Brian Stelter. They did fire, or at least something happened with John Harwood, who was their uh, senior White House correspondent. Uh, it, it seems like they're trying to go to the middle. But but as Todd pointed out before, if you even remotely try to be interest uh, and you're a CNN viewer, a lot of them go to Twitter and say, what are you doing? This is not what we want. And I have a feeling that more than a few people that don't live on Twitter do want that from CNN to go back to the network it was under Bernard Shaw back in the 90s, guys.
3: Look what happened to Brianna Keeler when she said Joe Biden should not have used the Marines in his you know, Red Dawn speech that he gave on Thursday. She yeah. got excoriated for pointing out something that Joe Biden himself said on the campaign trip. So there you go. Uh, before we let you go, former you go. Clinton- campaign chair and star of the Clinton email tweets, uh, John Podesta returning to the White House, a senior advisor for clean energy, innovation, and implement.
2: Well, I, I didn't know about the John Podesta part because I never heard that clip that far. Um, that's interesting, too. I, that's news to me. Um, here's here's the thing, too. News. I think that CNN, if they go center, if they go toward the center, And they're going to have to walk on eggshells to do that. But if they were to, like, they'll probably lean left but go a little bit closer to the center with this new leadership since Zucker's been gone. um, Then I think that uh, that'll give Fox News a little bit more leeway to move further conservative, number one. Number two, Newsmax. Everybody thinks that Newsmax is more conservative than Fox News. I just was watching a segment doing some research on something, and I was looking at this interview that was on Newsmax. And I got to tell you, uh, in the in the uh, crawl, they had this poor Ukraine, uh, big bad Russia thing. And I just I have to say that I think that if you're, if you I think if you support that notion. That Ukraine is a victim and that Russia is the big bad bear. I think you're standing right smack dab in the middle of the globalist agenda. If not, let's call it a trap, if you don't know better. But I definitely think... And, and by the way, take the position of opposing Ukraine and not beating up on Russia so badly doesn't mean that you support what Russia has done. I think Russia has just as much um, blood on their hands as as NATO does. I don't think that either one of them is a good player. I think that the choice we're giving as people of the world and as United States citizens is just the worst of the worst. We have the worst situation going on right now. Because we don't have any winning choices. Um, There was a. I want to play this uh, Peter Navarro clip right now. Um, He had something to say about. uh, uh, The Democrats and getting even. Let's take a listen.
3: I think what's the bigger picture for me is to find out who authorized all these activities and find out whether or not there's coordination across the various agencies with the White House, with Justice, with the FBI. Remember, Eric, this isn't the first time they played this game, right? You go back all the way to 2016, the FBI began that Russia hoax, which was essentially designed to be a preemptive coup to help Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. win the race. And throughout the six years since that point in time, there's just things that don't smell yeah, but, but, but or P- look P- right.
2: Let's stay on this for a second. This is this is breaking yes. news. This is this is huge. It this is. is huge because yes. in that document, in the document that the judge Aileen Cannon delivered this afternoon, surprisingly, said um, yeah. she said they, they basically the DOJ has to suspend its investigation into Trump until they until a special master look. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's going to be a huge opportunity to get to the bottom of some of the inside information, possibly even put out uh, new evidence and information related to crossfire hurricane, which was declassified one day before Biden's uh, inauguration. And, um, and, and residing at Mar-a-Lago, copies of it. I'm sure there are copies elsewhere. We got John from Chicago uh, on the line. John, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Haven't heard you in a while.
4: Well, yes, yes, yes. to uh, be back. Um, we, yeah, I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well. I am. Uh, you know, good, good, good. You sound well. Sound well. Uh, you know, well, first of all, I don't know why he didn't declassify more on the way out the door, but that's, that's a whole other story. He's preoccupied, and on Trump. You know, you mentioned about the uh, the immigration situation. One of the things that people don't, when they when they talk about Social Security, uh, a lot of these the people they're bringing in, they're, they're going to be net recipients of government aid. So it's a terrible deal as far as Social Security goes because you're still paying out. You know, if you got to bring in some net benefit. You got to produce. These people are not going to. Have the skills to produce anything that's going to justify bringing them in because they're going to be receiving all sorts of aid, whether it is paying less than their share in property taxes, so to speak, to, or other taxes to finance local schools for children if they have children, or in terms of what they're going to receive from food banks, or in terms of uh, food stamps. You add it, or free health care, you add it all up. This is the net minus for the country. Just bringing people in for the sake of bringing them in is not a good thing. And that, so in the end, anything they bring in is either de minimis or probably a net minus in terms of the budget. That's one thing. And even on legal immigrants, you look at illegal immigrants, legal immigrants. I think it's the studies have shown it Maybe a generation or two before it starts to pay back. Well, that's, a, that's still a horrible deal. Why would we do that? What you do is in the long run, you plan and have encourage your own people to have children and by giving them in a stable situation. And over time, you know, they bring them up naturally. That that's the way you kind of maintain a stable situation to manage it through immigration is, is so unwise. It's almost like a baseball team that just you know buys free agents every year to try to compete and they end up with budget problems, right? Um, you develop your minor leagues, that sort of thing. You develop the farm system. Right. And I think if you look at the studies on this, they, these people are net drains. And then the other point is, you know, you mentioned, well, you know, these people, they want to create a democracy. I think that's the argument anyway you're presenting. Not necessarily you believe it, but, they want to create a democracy for the whole world. I don't believe that at all. I mean, if you, if you see what, do you think, if, if we have a common, you know, one world democracy, do you think throwing in Nigeria, all of Africa, uh, the Middle East, is that going to make it a more democratic country or, or a world? Is that going to make it a less democratic for us? No, I mean,
2: you know, think about it like this. Uh, you make chili or you make any kind of soup. Uh, which I'm a soup master. I make all kinds of soups. And, you know, but there are certain ingredients that you put in and certain ingredients you don't. You know, we can go back to Sykes and Pico and uh, uh, the collapse of the Ottoman Empire, and we can see how they, you know, divvied up the world in the Middle East And how that turned out to be, you know, huge mistakes in terms of putting oil and water together. You know, whether it's Jews or Christians and Muslims uh, and factions that were intolerant with each other together and call it a melting pot, you're going to end up with a really lousy tasting soup if you put the wrong spices in. You you can't put sugar in your, you know, chili, right? I mean, or maybe you can, but, you know, like— or cinnamon and nutmeg and 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 sugar and some other soup you know you gotta you gotta work with the right ingredients and uh as much as you know you you want to draw up on a blueprint you know I'm not saying you particularly I'm saying you as p- people sure. um you know some sort of a utopian melting pot where everybody gets along um. That's not always going to be the case. I mean, just look at what, what the South African leadership did once they, they gained power. Now they're, they're doing the exact same thing that they hated themselves, which was white people controlling black people. Now the black leadership is doing the most atrocious creating, creating all kinds of atrocities against white farmers and white people in South Africa.
4: Well, Julius Malema, I believe, the or one of the, the, the top leaders, I think the president of South Africa, was at a rally singing one of the, uh, the ANC's uh, African National Congress uh, slogan songs, which was, kill the, kill the farmer, kill the boar. He's up there singing this. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you know, obviously there's no seriousness there, and they're really dishonest and really, frankly despicable actors. Look at the crime rate in South Africa is off the charts, and it's not just Johannesburg. It's much of the country. Cape Town's a little bit better. Uh, now, during apartheid, one thing to note is that was actually the African nation with the, with the most in-migration or most immigration into it from other blacks from Africa. That is, of all the countries in Africa, that's the one, even during apartheid, that's the one they went to mm-hmm. uh, from other parts of Africa the most. It was the most <laughs> developed. And that was, frankly, you know, the, the Dutch and the British, that was the, uh, uh, the Afrikaner uh, government that had developed that. So, you know, you can say what you want, but people voted with their feet. Uh, but, you know, South Africa, yeah, is a horrible example. I mean, if you look at, you know, the problem with, first of all, people want to have a group to identify with. And so, obviously, wrong. if you look at the Middle East, just as if you look in the western uh, part of the United States, there's all these straight lines. Well, how does that happen? Right, how do you get a bunch of straight lines? Cuz if you just draw a line arbitrarily, you get straight lines. Well, well, you it's know, okay S- here. Sykes, and D- yeah.
2: Sykes and Pico divided the Middle East in terms of resources right.
4: after World War 1.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ottoman Empire collapsed. And in terms of resources, not considering populations.
4: Correct. And that was a huge mistake. They did the same thing to a great extent in Africa. And so you've had so many, you know, battles between uh, particular tribal groups, has resulted in just incredibly uh, bloody wars, including the Tutu and Hutsi wars in R- Rwanda, uh, which were what, half a million deaths, many of us machete deaths. So, you know, if you're telling me, yeah, we're going to make a one-world government with these people, I'm telling you, you're out of your mind. I'm not you, but I'm yeah. telling that person, you know, to put the crack pipe down. <laughs> and, you know, the, the founders had a, a deep, abiding suspicion of democracy. And obviously, as we can see, with good reason. They called democracy mobocracy because they had all descended into violence and chaos. And I think it was a Franklin or one of the others who said, it was "Madison, they would exhaust themselves within two two hundred fifty years, and that's happened again and again." Um, and so, you know, if you, <laughs> well, anyway, so th- so that that's why they put the Constitution in. Well, you had to have a strict, I mean, strict adherence to it in order to make things work. Otherwise, especially with a diverse population, it's just not going to work. If you look at around the world. Most of these, you know, most of the places that seem stable have a more, uh, like frankly, undiverse population. Is what I would argue. Yeah. So it's a very perilous situation we're in.
2: Hey, well, that brings us to the end so of I the show. But, yeah, what? No. John, go ahead.
4: No, no, no. I was, I, basically, that's all I had to say.
2: Okay. Thank you for calling in today. All I'll right. Take day. care. All right. All right. So that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Be sure to check out. Tactical Civics. Tactical Civics is a sponsor with the Scott Adams Show, and we really appreciate what they're doing. Um, We also believe in their organization uh, where they take it county by county, and they really want you to take part in being active in their mission of restoring our constitutional values to America. Check out tacticalcivics.com. You'll hear the ads on our station and everything, um, but uh, they really are a great organization. I've spoken with the three top people over there, and they are supporting our station as well, so you should, you should support them. And use Red State over at MyPillow.com and check out Magapac.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. We'll see you next time. On the radio Bye bye everybody
1: Just to bury my kids Right up to there